Hey, what's going on? This is Uncle Ho Taku. Your Otaku uncle. Said it wrong again. <laughs> it's Uncle Hokage, your Otaku uncle. I hope everybody is doing great today. I'm taking a walk for the moment. And then I'm gonna find a place where I can kind of post up in some shade. I've been inside all day. Don't feel like going to the gym. I usually go like five days a week, taking a day off. And I'm just gonna talk about some anime and some manga stuff. Um, the first episode that I put up, I kind of walked you guys through my personal anime origin story where I kind of talked about how I kind of stumbled into the anime scene and was brought in and fell in love with it and then became obsessive and all that good stuff and uh, I left it off kind of in my uh, high school days where it was the 90s it was Neon Genesis, it was Cowboy Bebop, going to my friend's house. Uh, he got me into comic books, I kind of got him into anime. He was kind of a deep thinker at a young age, so he really liked, he liked the depth. The depth that a lot of the more, I guess, um, professional, anime stories provided, the shows like Cowboy Bebop, the shows like Neon Genesis. He liked to kind of do deep dives and try to read through things and figure out what's going on at a young age. And that wasn't really something I got into until a little bit later, but I still enjoyed it. We had, and then our other friend, he wasn't a big anime fan, but he just hung out and we just kind of all uh, played together like uh, Smash Bros and other video games. And I brought my, uh, <laughs> Marvel versus uh, Capcom over to my buddy's house and that was a lot of fun because he was a huge huge Marvel head and uh, I was a big Capcom guy so he was always picking his favorite his favorite characters like Wolverine and Storm he wanted to see what they did in the game and and we had a uh, we had a really good time with that so that was awesome that was the 90s where I was still kind of wide-eyed. I was still kind of, I don't know. I was still getting VHS tapes for my anime. And one of the things that I used to love to do is one of the malls out here in Dallas, the uh, Galleria, had a video store. And this is back when you would just have like, um, I'm trying to think of the equivalent. So like, you know how there's like H, I want to say H-E-B in some places, or like, I guess Barnes and Nobles, that's the best example. Except imagine that it's not a multi, multi-faceted thing. Imagine that it exists for books, for music, oh, I'm sorry, not for books, music, and everything, but solely for movies. One of the places that I liked was, I think it was called Sunco Video. I can't really remember, but it was one of those places where they had walls and walls of DVDs and we're getting into the DVD era. 
This is back when DVDs were, they were the new thing. The way people collect their Blu-rays now to get the high quality image. We were getting DVDs. These are the highest quality image. And I thought it was cool because I could get my anime on these DVDs. So my anime collection started to get a little bit different. Um, I started collecting this one show called Battle Athletes Victory. And I think I started getting it at first because the concept seemed pretty cool. It seemed really like interesting, you know, the typical, you have your um, super strong teens, your unnecessarily powerful uh, kids who in this school environment, they're able to kind of um, compete against one another, but still kind of go through that teenage angst. Now, it was kind of strange because it was an all-female show. Like, it was like an all-girls school. Kind of like those female boarding school where there's almost some, like, implied, uh, implied, like, uh, Yuri activity going on. Uh, for those who don't know, Yuri and Yaoi is how they describe homosexuality in animes and mangas. Yaoi is uh, male homosexuality. Yuri is female homosexuality because you know everything in Japan was categorized or at least in regards to anime and manga it was categorized I guess for just the cleanliness of it and the ease of use and everything like that but that being said um, Battle Athlete's Victory it was about this girl Akari Kanzaki who was trying to uh, she got accepted into this school for elite level athletes and when i say elite i don't mean like usain bolt or like the jamaican female track all-stars i mean anime elite where they're almost absurdly fast and absurdly strong and kind of ridiculous in the type of things they do i'm talking about running races pulling giant cement wheels that would be on the front of steamrollers behind them through a minefield I mean, just like absurd stuff like this, like crazy obstacle courses, but then still kind of have that human touching element. Well, her story is her mother was the greatest track athlete or I guess battle athlete of all time. But she's kind of like a loser, but she has that DNA from her mother. So it's just about her slow development to try to catch up to where her mother has been and how she's dealing with her friends. It was a very weird show. And I see it on classic list, but I still don't know if I liked it or not. I watched it. I, I collected it because anime was a little bit more scarce at that time. And if, if you didn't have a whole lot of money or you didn't work at the um, video store and you would just read like the magazine. I mean, that's what I would do. I read all those magazines, uh, Planet Anime, not Planet Anime, Animerica where they would do like reviews and mock interviews and what's going on with Japanese culture and you'd send in your fan art. And those were a ton of fun. Like we really loved those. And I remember my cousin sending in, she's a really talented artist and she would send in like um, drawings of Rama one half characters 
uh, in for the certain competitions. I think I sent in one because I, I I wanted to participate, but I wasn't like the the most uh, patient artist, so I didn't really finish much of what I had put together. But I sent in one of like Piccolo uh, and I think Gohan, like adult Gohan, uh, to one of the competitions. So that finding things that I really wanted to see there was no real sampling I have like a couple of um, I think I have one tape or one DVD of Matasiko somewhere and uh, it was just I wanted to see more anime but it was hard to get so then fast forward to phase two was when I went to college and this is where everything changed everything for me now coming from uh family that was doing you know we're doing okay but we didn't ever have the latest stuff so I had the internet but it was dial-up um, there was high speed at my high school because it was an accelerated school so they had a lot of money there not for me but when I went home the pacing it was everything was slowed down so I wasn't able to find any of that anime so when I got to college the only thing I wanted was a computer I wanted a nice up-to-date high-speed computer and my dad got me one he got me a pretty newish computer back when the monitors weren't flat they were big bulky things and my friends who lived on the floor with me I happened to live in a dorm room floor um, with a friend of mine who was deep into the anime culture so he was he was learning, like self-teaching himself coding and little hacking skills and, you know, getting into a little mischief. And he showed me this thing called IRC. Now, I still don't know what IRC stands for, but it's a program you can download where you can do chatting and it's all like basically text-based. So if you want like a front-facing interface, there isn't one. It's one where you can kind of hop into these little chat groups and you can either talk or the ones where he showed me was you could link it to your machine and download lists of anime onto your computer. This was the first time I was able to go in and select the anime that I kind of wanted to see. And I had a dorm, I had a dorm room, but for whatever reason, I never, my, the, the guy who was gonna be my roommate was my roommate by accident. They put him in my room when he was supposed to sign up to live with this kid who went to uh, high school with. So he ended up moving down the hall with his friend, even though he and I still maintain being friends, and I had a room to myself. So what did I do? <laughs> I downloaded and watched anything and everything I could get my hands on. And at this time, it was just like hog wild. For me, it still wasn't super fast because there was no streaming. You had to download the, the episode on your computer. Hope it, ha it, it, it completed. Hope that it was the right episode and with all of the information and before you could even watch it. So that's kind of what I did. I, uh, I watched all of Love Hina, including the, um, the OVAs. And I think there might have been some movies, but I, I, don't, I don't really know. I just watched the whole thing. That was a really great show. And it was, it was me really kind of getting to see 
a character who was basically my age because I was in college at the time, so I was 18, 19, um, going through girl troubles, same as me, um, and kind of like sifting through that harem genre of the typical like young male fantasy of thinking that uh, an eclectic group of beautiful women are going to be uh, obsessed and in love with you just because you um, whatever you like to do just because you work hard and you're a nice nice person like <laughs> that's that's kind of uh, how that genre not spawn because I don't think that was the first one it was kind of how that it was one of the one of the many around that time when that genre was popularized um and on top of that man being in that dorm that really changed my life because it was just coincidence that the guy down the hall from me he just was a big anime guy I passed by his dorm room one day and I just saw they had a big wall scroll of Renoa from Final Fantasy VIII. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And we didn't even know it. And then one day um, he was watching something and I just asked. I was like, what are you watching? And then conversation kind of started and went off from there. And from there, we just, we would all post up. We would watch anime and we would watch movies. And he would, he would, um, what he would do is he would send me things to watch so he was like okay here's the link i'm gonna link my computer you to like our computer like group and all the stuff and he would just shoot me shows so he shot me a scribe he shot me um uh now we watched berserk together that was fun he shot me hikaru no go he shot me all this stuff and so i was just absorbing 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 all of this anime stuff constantly any chance i get i watched and i watched and i watched and for the first time i felt free outside of video gaming where i was you know could like wander up and play like an rpg for the first time I felt like I had some options. I had selection. I wasn't held back by things like money or, or, or time. And I could just kind of fill my brain with as much anime basically as I wanted. So if I had any questions, um, I would just go ask my, my buddy who he was in a... Um... So, okay. So before the days of simulcast, there were groups called fan subs. Um, and I think they may have started when uh, they would see an anime that was airing in Japan that looked cool, but they didn't know what was going on because there's no dub for it or no official subtitle had come out. So groups of fans would, as you were kind of guessing, they'd get together, they would find somebody who was a translator, who understood Japanese, kanji or whatever, and they would create their own subtitled version. So... This spawned this whole trend of all these different groups who would, they get a translator, they'd get somebody who could make the subtitles, they would get somebody who could like host the actual web content, promote it, all that stuff, and they would become official groups that would download the episode from Japan, fan sub it, and put it up for download for people. And it was interesting because it makes you think, like, why would people do this for free? Why would they do it for free? Well, A, they're fans, first and foremost. So anything for the culture, right? 
B, it's kind of cool to, like, if you're in invested in a hobby, like, if you like to restore old, like, cars, you don't do it because you're going to be making money. You do it for the love and for getting a little bit of that pat on the back from other car fanatics when you drive up in your 1928 Studebaker. Like, that is basically the reason why they did this. So there would be competing groups who would be subbing the same uh, same show. Um, and you would get some really funny like translations sometimes where people would like throw in their own like little bits of text and commentary sometimes. Um, I would see people put comments on what characters had said uh, as it's happening and it would be so funny you couldn't even get mad. So it was just a wilder time. Um, and that was kind of like how I really kind of like sank in and was able to indulge. And um, it's been no looking back, no looking back since. And it was funny because in addition to that, we all basically as anime fans, we had the same interests. So we kind of were in the know in a lot of things. So he was like, oh, I got this cool video game. You never played it for PlayStation 1. It's called Rival Schools. I was like, Rival Schools, man. I played Rival Schools. like, And I played Project Justice on the Dreamcast. And he was like, what? So we went back and forth. And he would just like pop up in my dorm and be like, oh, we're about to go at it or whatever. And we would play Rival Schools. Um, or we would all sit around and we would play Street Fighter or, or whatever. And, man, it was just crazy fun and just interesting and I just sank into it he was also the one that was kind of getting me into MMO betas uh, and stuff like that he knew when you would sign up for a beta so you get access and it was all new to me I'd never been able to indulge like that so I just wanted to do it do it now do it fast I would pass by guys playing EverQuest and wondering how they got in there I didn't have the money for it I didn't have a credit card uh, I couldn't really sign up for any of these like um, subscriptions or anything like that at first. And then when I eventually could sign up for them, I, I would be at home. I didn't have fast internet connection. <laughs> so um, I don't know. It was just good times. But back to back to anime. So fast forward a little bit past that. I have a little bit of a friend group. I moved to my own uh, dorm room or my own apartment with some friends. and I have a really fast connection. Then I started doing some exploring on my own. So a little ways later, torrent sites specifically for anime started to pop up here and there. The first place that I went to wasn't a torrent site. It was just a place that would house manga chapters. Um, the premier one was called Toriyama's World, named after Akira Toriyama, or Toriyama Akira, depending, who is the creator of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. So. I don't think it actually had Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z on the site because those were readily available kind of everywhere and you could pretty much find them. But some of his other manga that you couldn't find, like Dr. Slump, they had it for download. Um, and then it kind of expanded. Other, they started hosting other, um, other manga for download. And then they ended up having a forum. That was how the forum would connect to the torrent site where the fan groups would publish the, uh, the, the, the subbed versions of the anime 
that was coming out and that was the thing like if the anime was really new you're not getting a dubbed version i grew up watching dubs so that's what i expected so all those old shows i was watching in the 90s neon genesis cowboy bebop uh battle athletes victory i only watched the dub but then when i couldn't find the dub and i got to college and i started watching the watching berserk with my homies and i started watching love hina there was only subbed only sub because the shows would be too new um and man watching berserk the first time with a bunch of friends was cool as hell really cool especially when you get that last episode and you're just like freaking out because you're like what the what what just happened did that really just happen so we um that's that's kind of how what i got used to and when i went back and i started uh watching stuff on my own through these torrent sites um you were able to almost see like a ranking of shows based on the number of downloads so one of the ones that really popped up was uh one saturday or maybe it was like a friday for me it was i saw a show called naruto and it had keep in mind like most shows would have like 50 to a couple hundred downloads naruto had like four thousand downloads i wasn't aware of the manga i wasn't aware that it was already popular and the manga had been out for a couple of years i just saw that everyone was downloading this one so i was like let me check it out so i listened to or i watched it and i was just like the instant that he uh runs from the other ninjas they jump away from him after he's trying to escape and then he pops out from uh, his little um, sheet that's kind of painted to look like a fence where they couldn't find him and he's laughing, I'm in. Because it's so bizarre and unique. And then when you add on top of that, the frustration, the isolation, him like being challenged just to be accepted and be himself and not really know or understand why he's not able to just kind of be the person that he is, you can kind of, I could really connect with that. So I watched as much Naruto as I could and it was airing every week. So I was, couldn't wait for Saturday morning because Saturday morning I'd wake up, I'd download my Naruto because I had high speed internet for once, keep in mind, and I'd just watch the shit out of it. I really, 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 really loved that setup. Um, from there, I watched a bunch of other things. I watched Naruto through that. I started watching, um, uh, man, what was the name of that one where it was these two girls and they were doing, they kind of mech pilots. One of the girls was your typical lowly. She had like purple hair or green hair, or maybe they were like clones or maybe they were like, um, cyborgs or something. That, that show was pretty cool. Uh, Casador de la Bruja was another weird one where there was like this almost like Hispanic slash Japanese mix going on. Um, I saw so much random stuff. But that's really, but really the point of me saying that is that I started to really get into manga like that. Because the only manga I had read was um, the ones either that my cousin had and she collected Rama one half or the ones that I bought just bought myself where I I, uh, I found a big uh, omnibus version of Urusai Yatsura which is Lum 
by the same manga creator, uh, Rumika Takahashi, one of her earliest creations that went popular, uh, part of her Rumik world. Um, and then I, I, I had uh, collected Magic Knight Rare Earth, and then I was reading um, some of those older Anamerica magazines that had like, um, shoot, like uh, Video uh, Girl Eye, um, a bunch of stuff from Clamp. Um, oh, and I think Card Captor Sakura was coming out when I was in high school. Man, that show was that man. That was fun. Saturday morning was fun when there was anime on TV. Man, like just the vibe is different. The vibe is different. Even if it's young, the vibe was just different. So, I really started to get into manga, kind of when I was in college around this point because I just had access. Um, when I was at home, if I wanted to download a chapter of Naruto. And this is after the fact. I would download it and it would take me like a minute and a half per chapter to download. At college, I was downloading it in a couple of seconds. So um, there was no pages where they uploaded the, um, the, the manga chapters. You could just kind of read through the scanlations. That came later. At this point, it was they would upload the chapter. You would download it to your computer. And then you could read it. And what I would do is I'd make individual folders for each manga and individual uh, file folders for each chapter. I would go into my folder and I would just read through. And it was phenomenal. It was amazing. I loved it. I read so much because I just needed it. I needed to read. It's like chasing that dragon almost. It was not quite a drug, but it kind of was a drug. And it's the best kind because it just only gives you positives. And you only feel withdrawal of that thrill, that excitement. One of my favorites, my, no, I'll say, I'll say what my favorite manga of all time is Hunter x Hunter. Um, it's my favorite. Nothing does it for me more than this manga for a lot of reasons. One... The, the problems are solved through um, intelligence and creativity. The, every single story arc is different than the one preceded it. And everything is un- incredibly unexpected, yet shocking, yet, yet satisfying at the same time. A lot of people have a love-hate relationship with this manga because of the hiatuses. I don't. I think the hiatuses actually make it better. I feel like it kind of almost acts like a novel in that the creator has to go away, write the book, and then come back and say, here's the latest book, read through that, see you guys in another year or so. And that's kind of what he's had to do just for health reasons and other things. Because the latest manga now where it sits in the uh, current arc, the um, Succession War arc, <laughs> bruh, that is one of the best things I've ever read in my life. So this was one of the first manga that I was like, I didn't even know that it could be like this. The character, like first I actually watched the uh, episodes just because like I was hanging out with my buddies my buddy who got me into into anime, uh, shout out to GQ GQ Wu. Uh, I should have mentioned him before, but he was the that was the guy GQ Wu. We were having a conversation in his room, and we were just talking about how 
um, there were some cool different type of stories out there and one of our other friends mentioned Hunter Hunter and he was talking about how the Hunter exam was so cool and it was so unique and it was something like interesting that he's just like I've never seen that before I really like the way that they did it and it's not like I went and downloaded it at that moment but I filed it in the back of my mind um, so then one day I was like well let me let me download it and so I checked all the torrent sites I uh, couldn't find it couldn't find it until I found one torrent site that had hunter hunter for download so that's what I download I downloaded um, chat episode one I think I've had one through five and this is the 1999 version. So it had that cool, like, PlayStation-y RPG music throughout. Uh, great eye catch. It pulled the, 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 the pages from the manga that you could kind of... Uh, and it would fill them in with color, and it was awesome. And it had this cool story of this exam with this mysterious profession. And it's the most difficult profession in the world, but the, it's kind of ill-defined what that profession actually is and what it entails and what you would need in order to be this profession. And even then, you couldn't even find the, the test location. And oh, surprise, the test is actually going on right now. And, and it was just one of the coolest... Uh, shows I'd ever seen. I love the concept because it's all adventure and it's all smart adventure. Adventure, if you listen to my um, YouTube channel, I, 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 did, I talked a little bit about Dragon's Dogma this morning and actually it should be up because I think I'm going to publish these on the same day. But Dragon's Dogma and RPGs are my favorite genre, specifically console RPGs, because you can explore at your leisure. I love to wander. I love to sightsee. I love to just kind of go around and see what's going on and enjoy my time. That's beautiful to me. I want to see new and unique places. I want to see new and crazy creatures to fight. And I don't want to be held back. So when I see this type of manga, Hunter Hunter, where it's like, you gotta seek, you have to seek it out, you have to find it, it's beautiful. It's basically perfect. And the characters, the way that they fight through conflict is so, it's so smart. It's so smart. Um, I am going to not spoil any of Hunter Hunter, but one day I'm gonna do a spoiler-filled episode of just why hunter hunter is great and my favorite moments and the moments that blew me away and why i prefer it over um, shows like dragon ball z or even one piece which is a show i really like where the the method the the, the method by which and the antagonists are defeated is not satisfying after a while because it's too repetitive where it's just power up, power up, power up, power up until, okay, we're all way too powerful. Where do you draw the line? Who would actually win in the real world? And I feel like even though it's fantastical, it's more real when characters have to use their wits to make it through. So that's why I love Hunter Hunter. Um, and I think it's cool, man. Love the characters, everything about it. So anyway... Not to just turn this into a Hunter Hunter show, but it is my favorite manga. I'm still looking for my Hunter's license in real life. I really believe that I'm going to be able to find it, but that's um, 
there, there's something I need to do, and I'm not really sure. But then I, one day I'm going to be a hunter myself, um, and that's when the real test begins. So beyond that, I watched and read and read everything I could get my hands on. Um, things started to get more mainstream. Uh, anime became a little bit more popularized. It was easy to find. Uh, Planet Anime shut down. So I would have to find it at comic book stores. And when I would go home for the summers, I would play RPGs at home and I would uh, go and buy comic books. And one of the things I collected was Dragon Ball. I had a bunch of the Dragon Ball issues. They're long gone now, but it was just the adventure of finding them, getting them as they were kind of coming out and keeping them. It was just, you know, it was kind of cool. It was a kind of a cool thing. And uh, one of my things I want to do is I want to start collecting unique uh, anime things, anime books, anime-inspired stuff, non-typical things that I can have because most of the typical stuff is already at your fingertips. And that kind of brings me into the next phase. A um, few apartments later, living in a different state, um, high-speed internet was the norm. Um, I had watched, I was just like stumbling on the internet and this was back when YouTube was brand new and I found out, oh, there's this thing called YouTube and oh, I can watch the, the opening theme song to Hakara No Go, how cool. And I watched like two or three of them and then I found out about the scanlation uh, sites where it would be these sites where the, the, the manga groups would uh, clean up the, the, the manga they scanned basically ink it, make it dark, um, translate the dialogue, bloop, 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 plop it in. And I read through some other really cool stuff. This is when I read Death Note. Um, that manga was really incredible. It was by far, it's in my top five. Um, I want to say I read through some other really cool stuff as well. But when I moved to my next apartment, that's when I really did my deep dive in manga. Um, at my next apartment, I read through some of all of the top tier shows that I could find. And when I say top tier, I mean the top tier um, manga that I could find. So that was when I just literally sat in my comfortable lounge chair in front of my computer with my high-speed internet and I had nothing to do and no one to, to, to bother me and nowhere to be unless I was going out and meeting friends. But like when I was at home, I didn't want to do anything but read. I wanted to read manga. So I read through Berserk. Keep in mind, Berserk was one of those shows that it still hasn't ended. I first started watching it when I was in college. So that had to have been like 2001, 2002. Um, and then this is like seven years later, maybe five years later. And I'm finally getting to read past that crazy part where the freaking, basically the world ends. <laughs> and when the world ends and you have that whole crazy scene where everything just goes to hell and Guts is just cast out and Casca is just taken away and Griffith is, well, you know what I'm saying if you've seen the show. But I just thought the show ended. 
because there was no other like anime you know it, that was it and we were just like what kind of ending was that we didn't realize that that was basically the prologue that was the origin story the setup for the hero and his antagonist so when i found out that there was a manga i just sat and i just read and i read and i read through every single page every single chapter every single weird moment and i had a great time um during this time i also read uh gaunt which is probably my second favorite manga it's um adult in the way that a teenager thinks adult is so it has a lot of like profanity and like nudity and like wild battles and violence and stuff like that so it's adult but it's not really mature um kind of like that sentiment where like maybe a college college student would have written it and i was around that age a little bit older but man i love that manga it has the same angst of naruto but it has that kind of shock value of a more adult type series so i've reread hunter hunter probably like i don't know i'll just say like 10 times to be conservative i've reread it way more than that but as far as from start to finish 10 times i've reread gaunt's probably about five times it's brilliant i just reread it like a year or so ago i mean it's it's fantastic and what was so cool about that is how good the art is the art in gaunt's is just like it's amazing it's incredible um i read moo uh vagabond which is a story of um musashi Miyamoto Musashi, the greatest swordsman in the world, originally named Takeso. So it actually tells his real story, but it, the, the way that the manga is created, it's, it's drawn by one of the greatest manga mangaka of all time, who also did Slam Dunk. I read Slam Dunk during this time too, which is a, a basketball story. Very realistic, but so gripping, so thrilling, that you just, you're just like rooting for these characters. I read the manga. Um, during this time I also it was the first time where I was like man I'm getting older I don't want to I, I didn't even realize that the scanlation stuff and, and the dubbing and the fan subbing was taking away from the artist's pockets I had no idea I'm just a kid downloading oh it's free awesome so I'm like I want to give back to the community so I found um, my first uh, anime streaming site and I signed up for it I subscribed it wasn't expensive like six or seven bucks a month and they just posted a bunch of different dubs and I watched that and that's where I watched Ten, uh, Tensho Tenge um, I watched a bunch of random stuff and you know and then it goes on and on uh, later on Crunchyroll came about things got even like crazier then there's new streaming services and now there's vrv and i could just keep talking keep talking all the way until we get to the present where i am who i am today i'm your uncle your uncle hokage like i'm your otaku uncle i'm not new to this right i'm true to this this is who i am from way back this isn't some put on this isn't some whatever like this is me at my core and it's gonna be me until the day that i die and just talking about it 
it just gets me excited. I get thrilled. I want to read right now, even though I really can't. I don't have time. I want to watch right now, even though I don't really have time. I just love, I love the topic and I just love the subject matter so much. I'd probably rather be doing that, involved in something otaku, more than anything else. And the fact that there's like avenues and platforms and communities blows me away, blows me away. So I'm just hoping that me kind of telling my story, me kind of talking about it, maybe I can meet some cool people, maybe I can get connected to people like me so that I can be who I've always been, but all the time, you know? So that's my full origin story. I'm not going to go much deeper than that because I feel like it's going to be more fun to talk about separate individualized topics. What other things can we kind of get into? What other anime, manga, uh, uh, video game, RPG, uh, fighting game stuff can we kind of get into? There's so much variety. There's so many opportunities. There's so many options. That's what I want to kind of talk about. Um, as far as the future and everything goes, man, I'm not even worried. I'm just here. I'm just in this moment. And I'm just hoping that you can kind of genuinely get to know me and who I am. So if you want to know more about me, Uncle Hokage, uh, I implore you to come find me on other social media channels. Um, I'm switching over to the new Uncle Hokage Twitter which is at Uncle Hokage. I'm on Instagram at Uncle Hokage. I'm on Reddit at Uncle Hokage. Um, Pinterest is Uncle Hokage. And I do a little typing on Medium as Uncle Hokage just because I feel like I want to be everywhere. I want to find out where people are. Um, Facebook, Uncle Hokage. But I'm still putting that one together. We're putting to put the, the boutique together. We're taking some pictures for the uh, anime clothing line that I'm working on. And it's been fun so far. But beyond that, uh, try to find me wherever you guys possibly can. Because um, I want to do more than just kind of speaking to you. I want to get to know who you guys are. Um, ask me a question. Send me a message. Say hi. I'm gonna start visiting conventions as well, just so that I can kind of get involved and get invested in the community. So, thank you so much. I appreciate all of you. Like, share, subscribe. Love, peace, and hair grease.